0: If you are like me, and know that free enterprise is the greatest opportunity in the world. But you also see there are huge issues starting to arise, like why is mentorship decreasing in popularity? Why do entrepreneurs like us who love to succeed see people fail at the top and never leave true significance? And how do people like us make a lasting impact on the world? And is it possible for enough entrepreneurial leaders together to make a real difference? These are the blaring questions, and this podcast is the answer journey with me your host Christian together we will challenge the status quo and conquer our legacies Thank you so much for tuning into Journey with Christian D. Evans podcast. I am your host, Christian D. Evans podcast. And today I'm sharing with you someone that's very, very intriguing. Uh, and the reason why I'm saying intriguing is because, see, this is an industry that you're not even familiar with. When's the last time you've been at a baseball game? You're sitting there drinking a hot, you know, drinking a beer and having a hot dog, and all of a sudden, boom, out of left field, literally, you get nailed in the head. Uh, and so, ladies and gentlemen, we have Jordan with us today talking about uh, why, uh, you know, there there needs to be certain changes in his story and what he's doing and what he's making an impact in the baseball world. So Jordan, I'd uh, love to hear your story, where you're coming, you know, obviously the things that happened to you uh, and the people that you work with and really pushing your message out. Tell us a little bit about you, man. Hey, Christian, thanks for having me
1: on. Yeah, it's been quite a journey, just a, a long, long time baseball fan. And, you know, just knowing that for years, that we were always like sitting ducks, and why the why the powers of being never really made netting mandatory, always made me scratch my head a little bit. Um, and when uh, foul balls, which we're talking about, come into the seats uh, regularly, yeah, you know, in a major league baseball season, they say there's fifty-three thousand foul balls, and maybe twenty thousand of those reach the seats. And I'm sure more than one of them are going at more than 100 miles per hour, probably a lot more than one. And unfortunately, there's been serious incidences where little children have been smashed with foul balls. And there was one in particular that got me into this campaign in 2019 uh, in Houston, the shot that Elmore fouled off at really high speed and connected with the young girl. In Houston. And from that point forward, I really decided it was time to step up and do something
0: definitely definitely and wow that's that's just incredible because i mean obviously looking on your website uh which is foul ball safety now uh to see those those testimonies to see those situations happen and it happens you know again we don't think about it all too often i mean we, we've all gone to a baseball game and it's one of those things where oh it's not going to happen to me but i've seen some crazy you know sh- situations and so you know tell me a little bit like obviously going from the journey where it was that trigger point where you listen to that story and you decided to take action to you know building a an organization building a, a system and and a message around that and to really spread the word
1: well i'm still
0: attempting to spread the word yeah there was some earned media
1: some really nice articles i had a publicist from november of 2020 till june of 2021 um and i thought that was helpful Uh, articles like in the LA daily news and the LA daily time and the LA times and Forbes magazine and even people magazine, but they're not the detailed article that I needed or I still need because it really hasn't shined the light on the issue. Most fans still today, they think of foul balls and fun and good times. They don't think of foul balls and flirting with danger and death. Uh, Once, Once families realize this, that all those years they visited the games and they realized that they could have been part of a statistic, I think they're gonna look back on their memories. And that's really ultimately my goal, is to uh, to instill integrity in the game. I believe there's no integrity in the game because I believe the powers that be know it's foreseeable and predictable that there'll be crushed things, including people at major and minor league games.
0: Mm, Definitely. Okay, gotcha. And so, you know, tell me like a little bit further. And why do you think because to me, it sounds like a very simple solution, right? Talking to these individuals, talking to these companies and talking to these organizations, say, hey, just put up uh, more netting in in those, you know, in in those in those stands. Why do you think they're kind of uh, reluctant to do that? What what do you think that is, Jordan?
1: Well, I mean, certainly since 1970 would have been the time. Either the regulatory agency should have came in or Major League Baseball should have had an honest discussion with their fan base. A 14-year-old boy, man, young man in Dodge in Los Angeles at the Dodger game was killed, 14 years old, by a ball. And he was on the first base side by the dugout. And at the time, there were no nets above the dugouts. And it took 45 years till 2015 or so for nets to finally be installed behind the dugouts. Uh, except in Peoria above the dugouts, except Peoria, Illinois, which we'll get into later when I did my own audit this year and found that they were hosting games with no nets over dugouts, but that's a whole nother matter. So clearly at that stage of the game in 1970, baseball or the regulatory agencies should have come in and said, wait, is this a once in a blue moon kind of thing? Are a bulls regularly speeding into those sections at hundred Unfortunately, it's the latter, guys, because there's 20,000 balls reaching the seats, and there are close calls on a regular basis. I even produced a video, which is up on my website at Foul Ball Safety Now, which shows right before there were nets above the dugouts in Tampa Bay, a ball going in between two guys, right, like in the first and second row, and man... What a video that was. And if that had connected one inch or six inches this way or that way. And how we all resume two seconds later, going back to eating popcorn and drinking beer is beyond me. But that seems to be the way baseball does business. They know that uh, there's only a few crushed souls every year. And maybe over 50 years, what are we talking about? A hundred people that have been maimed, maybe 200 people that have been seriously maimed with lost eyes and concussions. I don't know, I only know a handful, but NBC reported, uh, uh, NBC did a report on foul balls in major league games from 2012 to 2019. And it implied if all the first aid independent contractors uh, responded to the survey, maybe 4,500 or 5,000 people reported to first aid over those eight years, seven, eight years. Uh, Well, that tells me, you know, some of them had more than a broken fingernail or broken nail, uh, you know, or, and some of them had had concussions and worse. So, yeah, I mean, please check out the NBC study. Uh, The LA times guy thought maybe if all the math was done, it would be around 4,500 injuries and i said 5000 so i think we're pretty close on the math but either way people are reporting to first aid. and this isn't even this is just the major leagues this nbc report it's not even the minor leagues which are three times as many more games those are affiliates of the major leagues they do pay the salaries of those minor leaguers those are the up and coming 5000 players that are all looking To to fulfill their fantasy of being major leaguers and only 750 out of the 5000 will make the journey, give or take whatever the, you know, change over every year is but this 5000 minor leaguers bottom line looking for 750 jobs so most of those people will not finish the journey.
0: Definitely. And so obviously you're, and, and explain a little bit further, obviously, because you're a driven individual, Jordan, and being able to really share this message with, you know, your audience and sharing your message with those, you know, baseball lovers. Uh, you know, what, what can, what can, you know, the average individual do to, to obviously maybe make this more aware and making, make sure that, you know, obviously uh, the fans, um, you know, tell the, tell, tell the, you know, the, these operators, To say, hey, you know, we we do want to change. We do want to make sure we're safe. And what what could the average Joe that goes to a baseball game, what could he do to make it that impact?
1: Well, I'm glad you asked that question. You know, ESPN did like a really, really good five-minute segment. It's on the website, Foul Ball Safety Now. It's a video, high-quality production. It's in line with actually my thinking at Foul Ball Safety Now uh, about mandatory netting and suggesting more netting. Uh, But you know what? Even the, even this particular video, seven hundred fifty thousand views, four thousand three hundred comments, and eighty percent of those comments are all naysayers. They're blaming the fan. They're telling the fan to get off their phone. Uh, they're saying watch your kid. But I do believe that these situations were never meant for kids. And if if adults wanted to bring their kids to these places, you know, same thing. Like you can't bring your adults, you can't bring your children to go run with the Bulls in, in Mexico, yeah. wherever they run with the Bulls. You know, if you want to be, you know, you want to flirt with danger or death, that's one thing. I believe that's the status quo of baseball. But that being said, management in baseball doesn't help because they say things like, oh, our fans are calling us and saying we, they don't want Nets. But I also do believe that baseball's no different from big tobacco and that stuff that they're spitting out is not true, because I believe they really do know the data. There's uh, There's been senators involved in asking MLB to provide the data. I don't think MLB ever came up with that data. I could be more specific about 2019 and 2021. But what it comes down to is the fans today Based on this video from a few years ago, which I've actually been promoting because ESPN had a lot of traction on it, seven hundred and fifty thousand views, forty three hundred comments. But what happens after a few months, it grows old and there's no comments. And I'm like, whoa, I'm bringing this thing up. I'm bringing it back because it's worth me spending some money to get people to engage on this video, which I'm already into for four figures. But that's okay. I don't mind doing incremental spending just to keep this conversation going on that front, but management for baseball is—it's it, they're, they're giving out false information, or they're not—they're not supplying the information that they know. So people's opinions are based on not knowing all the information. I believe MLB knows all the information. They have all these secrets in MLB, which is the injury reports the stat cast reports how because they keep track of every ball what direction how fast it goes come on man mm. so why can't they just be honest with us and show us the report and then we can then all be more informed and say wait hmm, should have we been reading our children all these years you know that kind of thing so yeah there's a lot i'm diving into it all
0: Definitely, definitely. Because obviously, you know, um, like you said, I mean, it could happen to anybody. And obviously you've seen, you know, individuals that are, you know, in the at the beginning of their life and then all of a sudden they get hit and they have brain damage for the rest of their life. And if you could just kind of share a little bit of, you know, testimonials and in, in, in people's lives that have been drastically changed because of uh, well, not not having the nets.
1: Yeah. So here's, uh, you know, I, I when I had the publicist from November till June, we, we held these press conferences, which I got some of those media people to come, which was great, including Erwin Goldblum. He's been to six or seven of my virtual Zoom call pro- press conferences this year. And and his wife was killed in 2018, also in Dodger Stadium. His, the, Alan Fish died in 1970. Um, Erwin's a very nice man. His wife was killed by a 93-mile-an-hour foul ball behind home plate, like up in a Loge section. Dodgers took a year, and they elevated the nets, but they were still open for business for, for till the nets were elevated. It was like one year from Labor Day of 2018 to Labor Day 2019 before the nets were elevated. I don't know if the other 29 teams did any th- sort of elevation of nets, could it happen at any one of those places that's Irwin. he's been to these conferences two Alexis's, both teenagers now one was four when she was slammed with the ball one was 10 when she was in a common area buying a snack and got slammed with the ball and it came an inch from her temple and that could have been really bad uh the the four-year-old who's now 14 alexis Unfortunately, she has post-neurological issues for the rest of her life. And fortunately for the 17-year-old Alexis, who was hit in the common area buying a snack, uh, she, she's fine. She's fine. And she's even writing a paper about it, to, it to, to, for her college introduction paper. Uh, she's writing about her experience when she was 10. So those are two people. Those are, those are three people right there. And then a few other adults that have had incidences. So I I have five or six people on my course, but I believe based on that NBC study and other people that I've been interviewing for the book, Rick and Laura won't give you their last name right now, but Rick interviewed with him a few months ago. He was smashed. He lost his eye at a Cardinal game. He interviewed for the book and a lot of these people are bitter. They don't want to watch the game anymore. They never got an apology from baseball. They don't even want their kids playing baseball. Another lady by the name of Jenny, who lost her eye in 1979, who interviewed for the bo- interviewed with me for the book. You know, it it goes on from generation. All the things I just mentioned. Plus, they don't even want their kids playing baseball when they become parents. It's amazing how it just goes from one generation to the next. She lost her eye when she was a teenager at Shea Stadium in New York. So, those are a few of the people uh, that have talked to me. Uh, Rick lost his eye. It's still in his head. The doctor says it can stay. If it gets infected, they'll have to take it out, but it does not work. Jenny, I don't know the status of her eye is in her head or not, but she doesn't have vision in one eye, basically.
0: It's sad. Yeah.
1: Wow. Wow. That is just. Yeah. And these folks will not take their gesture from MLB unless they know that they're the last person it'll happen to. So baseball could apologize, but it's, it's empty. It doesn't mean anything. I believe the bottom line baseball knows there's going to be expendable souls every year, physical and mental uh, souls every year. And they're like, well, that's not going to affect our bottom line. None of these people are moving the new, moving a needle on a campaign. And there have been a few people that tried, including Mike Kuba's widow. Mike Kulba was killed at the, uh, the reason why the coaches are wearing helmets on the sidelines in the minors and the major leagues is Mike cobalt was slammed. Uh, and he died in 2008. I'm pretty sure it was 2008. Uh, and he was actually hit in the neck, but either way there was some initiative and he died supposedly instantly. And, but at least they're wearing helmets, which is good. Um, his, his, his widow, his widow was trying to make an initiative to, to get some things done. And I hope to have some copies of some letters. I haven't spoken mm-hmm. to Mrs. Kula, uh, unfortunately, but maybe I will. But there's also a woman. There's a video on my website which shows an incident at City Field, which was 10 years ago. And yes, there may still there may be nets over the dugout, but it shows a boy getting hit right in the face with the ball. And the reason mm-hmm. why I put it up and I thought it was current is because. The same dimensions where that boy was hit, where there's no nets exist today in at least 42 ballparks. What I did in 2020 and 2021 was I audited all the minor league teams I could do, I could find. And there's 120 minor league teams that started the season in in minor league baseball affiliates of the major leagues, and I reached nearly 100 of them. And almost at least 42 out of the nearly 100 I connected to still had no nets past the dugouts. Where did that little girl get slammed in 2019? Past the end of the dugouts. Where did that little boy get hurt 10 years ago? Past the end of the dugouts. This could happen today in in the minor leagues. And it's ridiculous.
0: Wow! Wow! And, and I really appreciate you kind of diving into the, some of those stories because I think some individuals, like I mentioned, you know, you go into a baseball game or a football game, and very very similar to obviously Will Smith's, you know, concussion movie, right? You're not a very uh, aware of some of these things until they become, you know, obviously they, you know, someone like you, Jordan, able to bring this message to this audience. Uh, and so, you know, Jordan, let me ask you, like, obviously, I uh, really appreciate your time being on here, sure, and being sure. able to share and bringing this, you know, bringing this up to our audience and explaining this, a uh, very serious situation very life-changing situation as well, uh, to, you know, to, to a very simple solution, right? In essence, you know, just having a net, boom, that's it, right? Uh, and you you totally cut down all those those drastic injuries. So, Jordan, how can they, you know, obviously find you and how can they support you and obviously, you know, uh, sure. follow along what, what you're doing, Jordan?
1: Sure. So to get the politicians involved, and I believe they're just playing easy ping pong and then nothing's really happening from meetings in 2019 and 21 between MLB and dick durbin and tammy duckworth i think mostly durbin in 2019 he was like okay show us the data where it's safe to sit where it's not safe to sit that kind of thing new york times article 2021 can down the road 2021 same thing a meeting between those guys what whatever happened to the data from 2019 again mlb comes up with excuses oh we're doing an investigation this that and the other we need independent netting council that means a regulatory agency of their own architects and engineers. They need to take field visits to all one, every one of these 150 ballparks, 120 major league ball, 120 minor league, 30 major league. They'll figure out how fast, how high, how far, how wide the nets need to go. They'll know where the balls go. As I indicated to you guys, 20,000 balls a year, at least reaching seats in MLB, maybe three times as many in the minor leagues. So that's crazy. You know, 80,000 balls, if that's the case, because there's three times as many more games in the minor leagues. Um, you know, you need a regulatory agency, an independent netting council. They'll come in. They'll say, no, 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 it's not up to you. We're not going to this, get this wholesome thing. Baseball is not wholesome when people are getting To Forget this tradition thing about no nets. You could do it two ways, guys. You could turn back the clock and say how – you know, because I believe baseball's got not just mud on their face, but crusted mud on their face. Because once people start recognizing they were having good times twice a year with their growing families of two and four year olds and four and six year olds and six and eight year olds. And they'll realize they were part of a weekly or a biweekly statistic. They could have been part of that. They were like, really? Because I think their whole idea of going to the game was their guard would stand having a great old time. And why would you bring in your kid? They're going to question all these things and that's fine because at least we could then move on and it's still some sort of real integrity in the game. There's no integrity in the game. But getting back to your question, what could fans do? I do have two petitions on the website. One is to repeal the baseball rule of foul ballsafetynow.com, uh, which is that rule that it's, it's sort of sneaking that microprint on the back of the ticket. And now it's like it's being snuck on the e-ticket. And nobody ever sees it or reads it. Imagine if that micro print, which basically says, if you get smashed or hurt or killed, we're not responsible. comes like sneaking it in on us because nobody ever reads it. Imagine if they put that micro print up on the scoreboard before the game began. Wow. Your families would be scratching their head like, oh, is that what that print says? Why are we here with our families? No, no kidding. So they could sign that to repeal this freaking baseball rule. And they could also sign a petition which asks for more nets, which is sort of hand in hand. If this baseball rule is repealed, then there'll be some mandatory netting or some regulatory agencies. Everything will start happening. There'll be a domino effect of productivity and communication and a history lesson and all the rest of those things, which we all need to visit and realize these people that I know, these impact statements, and if there's 4,500 people that reported to first date on the major league level, who knows how many reported to first date on the minor leagues? 13,500? Mm-hmm. Hello? Uh, you know, and more than just a broken nail or a scratch? Hello? I believe this could be hundreds of very, very serious injuries. Their impact st- statements need to be heard, and mm-hmm. they need to be welcomed back to the game. These fantasy games, like in Iowa, if you guys watched the Field of Dreams game a month and a half ago when they played in Iowa,
0: I'm not sure, Christian, did you see that game? I did not know, but... That was uh, a
1: big Fox game on national TV with the Kevin Costner thing. All these hmm. people need to be welcomed back before they host another game next year in Iowa. And I believe the good citizens of Iowa are going to get behind foul ball safety now and say, you need to welcome back these people who are bitter and don't want to watch the game, and don't want their children playing baseball because of what happened to them, and how you ignored them. And baseball will continue to ignore these folks and treat them with no dignity because their lawyers tell them to stay away for the most part. I, if we have time, I can get into a couple of legal cases and some positive progress in some states about some possibilities of making mm-hmm. some headway. So if you'd like oh, to do awesome. that,
0: yeah. Well, yeah, and that's, that's really awesome because, of course, you know, obviously my, my audience, for those that obviously want to take action and you, you have, you know, maybe a, a friend, a family, a, a coworker that has experienced that or even yourself has experienced that, you know, you can go to foulballsafetynow.com. That description, that link will be in the description below. So you can reach out to Jordan, being able to, you know, put in your information and, and petition alongside Jordan. And, and again, what I always tell people is, you know, it doesn't take uh, a, a large amount of people to make a movement happen. And obviously, you know, Jordan, you're already making that movie, you're already making that message happen. I really appreciate you, your time on here. Uh, is there any last words of, of wisdom sure. or anything that you could share with our audience before, before we let you go? Sure.
1: So for sure. And if any one of your listeners uh, does have a story or wasn't affected by a foul ball, they can talk to me off the record. I'm working with Brendan, who's a writer and it's all official and we push record and we hear your story. You know, if there's anyone who has expendable dollars and wants to help me rent the the next airplane, I rented two airplanes this year. Hey, there's some things we need to say. I had two banners towed, one over Peoria and one over Dyersville, Iowa. So if anyone wants to, you know, talk to me about partnering with me or just exploring it, that's fine too. But, you know, all your listeners, if you sign or if you have a message, just go to info at foulballsafetynow.com and really, really appreciate the opportunity.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Thank you so much, Jordan. I really appreciate you being on. And until next time, guys, that is Journey with Christian D. Evans podcast.